Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah man? I am chilling, Steve Stacks. How you doing? Oh man, doing great. This is episode 145 and we're still alive, out there giving the vibe and changing lives. Live, let, thrive. Woo! What episode? Oh, what, oh you did a little rhyme, man. Steve, the rapper. That was that. I, I didn't even know it. Was that? Well, see, I saw it because you told me it's episode 145 and I was thinking, live, let, thrive. I was like, oh shit. We got a little rap, we got a little rhyme going on here. Got so yeah, one fifty-five, huh? Just scribbled, yeah, probably. <laughs> I only rhyme on the fives. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, man, this is this is cool that we made it to one hundred and forty-five episodes, man. That's a big thing. Yeah, that's a big five. milestone. Yeah, I, I mean, remember I told you a long time ago when we first started this. I said, man, if we make it to fifty, that's a big benchmark because most most of them don't make it there. The ones that do kind of like fizzle out too. Yeah. But to make it to shit, almost a hundred more than that, almost you know five more at the at the one fifty mark. That's pretty cool, and and we love doing this podcast, and we love helping people out, you know, giving them the knowledge, and we love hearing their stories and saying, oh man, y'all inspired me to do this, and then they pass our asses, and we're like, holy shit, we need to start doing some ourselves, you know, and um, yeah, I, I love it, man, and having a blast with you doing this, um, live let thrive, and sh- showing people the share economy and and Airbnb and vrbo and turo and yeah this is what that's what we do i'm happy you brought that up man that most podcasts fizzle out you know i, I think the reason why we don't fizzle out i think is because we stay we stay in the game you know we if, if something shuts down we go to another place and do it you know we 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 diversify we change it up you know what i mean i think that's what you do with any good business you know you got to change it up can't complain and quit you know a lot of people or people just get stuck on the same property and they don't grow so then it kind of fizzles down you just got the one property you know so yeah, yeah it's definitely cool that you know we've been going for 140 45 episodes we didn't think we'd probably be here i mean shit we were in steve's two three bedroom house and started it and we started <laughs> killing it so that is cool man so what has been going on with you airbnb has ipo'd how's everything been Oh man, see, let's get to that in a second, real quick. <laughs> no, real quick, because I don't go back just five seconds. What you were talking about, about how um, you know most things fizzle out, and, and you know most podcasts, whatever, mm-hmm. and it, I mean, and most businesses too. Let's let's be real, most businesses do. And what I heard something so cool today. I was listening to another show, and and this guy come on talking about you know he's talking about his business. He's he, he's the, the CEO and founder of, Spot, of Shopify, which is worth like almost 200 billion. You know, it's crazy. Mm. But um, he was saying that 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 he read he read he was quoting something that said like um, that like COVID you know for example COVID hit. Mm-hmm. He goes and he goes that's when that's when you find out there's two different types of entrepreneurs ones that are like scared shell shocked they'll sit in it they're sitting there you know they get like you know sit in their hole and wait for everything to just pass and oh, i'm just gonna wait i'm just gonna wait and there's others that see it as an opportunity like this is what i'm gonna do this is how i'm gonna take advantage of the situation this is how i'm gonna grow you know and it's like wow you know i didn't never thought of it like that because i hear people all the time oh man i can't do nothing until this covid's gone i can't do i'm not gonna do it. but there's other people that are out there making moves man big moves like eh, like us 
And so, <laughs> when everybody's fearful, be grieved. When everybody's greedy, be fearful, man. Straight up, yeah. man. Uh, yeah. we're, we're definitely in that situation. That's true. I, 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 would, I would change that a little bit. That's a famous Warren Buffett quote, you know. Everybody's, I would say, like, when everybody's fearing, fear, being fearful, be greedy. Yes, that I agree with that, you know. Go out there and start making, getting your money. But when everybody's being greedy, go capitalize on their greed. Go sell them what they're what they're looking to buy. You know what I'm saying? Why why go that's sit in good. the hole and wait? Oh, the stock market is too high. I can't do an investing right now. Hey, go out there and take advantage of this. Sell the picks and the shovels. That's real. Man. That's true. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So yeah. Anyways, um, the big IPO. Yeah, you touched on it. Go ahead and tell your story, man. You got a good story. <laughs> My story. Your story. Nah, but uh, yeah, we we ended up getting the shares at 68. We got the pre-IPO. Um, How many shares? 200. Nice. But it was a total of 275 at first. They allocated 275, but they only gave the host 200. Now, I don't know if that's all hosts, but I talked to a few people and they said they got lowered to 202. Um, a lot of hosts are pissed because they missed the second email and they couldn't get, they didn't get in in time. But uh, mm. so it's funny. So, you know, I can't move money right now, right? Because I'm in a mirror where we finance. You so, found a way. There you go. I'm about to tell you how <laughs> I found a way. <laughs> so I, I took a risk, took a risk. So this is what we did. I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I can't move no money right now. I got, I got to get, I got to get, I got to come up with 14k in four hours. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit, I got to get creative. So I'm like, man, I got to come up with 14 thousand dollars in four hours. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? So I started kind of looking at everything. I'm like, I could move it, but I'm like, it's a risk. So I was like, all right. I, I, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sell like 70 percent of my portfolio. Mm. in my IRA, sold it, sold it all. After it sells, I transfer it out. And then, you know, in your IRA, I can't touch it till I'm 59 and a half. I transfer it out. Um, it says it's processing pending. And um, boom, next morning, I get an email notification from my bank that says the transfer failed. Oh, I'm like, Mm. I'm like, I'm about to pull this off. So I was like, look, and then, but I had already committed to the 200, but then the next day it IPO and it shot up to like 160 and I'm like, Oh shoot. So I can still get it. You know, I can, all I gotta do is transfer it over because I'm committed to it. So I was like, F it. <laughs> I just took it from my savings account, threw it over there, threw it over there, let it, it. then uh, it said, okay, res, uh, uh, your, your allocation has been confirmed. 30 grand pops up in my account. I'm like, hell yeah. So mm. it IPO'd. I got the, you know, we got it at the whatever price it was at. You paid like 13600 for it, right? Yeah. Came in, account immediately said 30 grand. We made, we made it back like that. So I was like, okay. So uh, today I sat on the phone for four hours. So I'm like, I'm like, what I'm going to do is, because I think Airbnb is going to drop. So I was like, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to go ahead and sell off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell off my profit. I mean, I'm gonna sell off my initial, sell off and get my initial investment, play with house money with Airbnb. So I'm sitting here and I knew it, and I'm the fine print. And I read this and I told me and my mastermind group were talking. I'm like, dude, the day that we're allowed to sell them shares, that phone at Morgan Stanley is gonna be ringing off the hook. Cause Airbnb put it in there, you cannot sell the shares online. You have to call the, the, the financial advisor. So I'm like, damn. 
man, so I called him this morning. I, I thought I wasn't going to have access till Monday, but I ended up getting access today. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to sell it, you know? So <laughs> I called him. I'm on the phone for four hours, finally get somebody on the phone. I was on hold for four hours. I was like, man, I'm getting my cash out. So I sold like 95 shares, pulled it out, pulled my initial investment out, transferring it back over. So then when the refi, everything comes back, everything looks untouched. Mm, nice, nice. So, but the thing is, I sold half my, like 70% of my portfolio, so I got to find something else to invest. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, I had Moderna in there. I had Pfizer. I had all that. It was, it was all you, doing good. So yeah, you sure. sold at a profit. You sold yeah, at so a profit. Even at that, you made X amount of cash off of it. So, I mean, it ain't that bad. You know what I mean? So, all you got to do is just now I have this money to reinvest, you know? So, but it's See, cool, man. I know, I know I hear like a lot of these um, financial independence um, shows and stuff talking about how they wash out the, um, the capital gains. Some of them sell all the like the same stocks, like you mentioned, Moderna, whatever. Like, you know, it depends on whatever stocks it is. They sell it out. You know, they 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 do it in a year where they're not showing a whole bunch of profit. Where they show, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and so they don't they pay as little cap, ta- little to nothing capital or capital gains, and then they buy those exact same stocks right back. I don't know if you mm-hmm. could do something like that, but it kind of it, it it washes the cap. <laughs> they they get into true. some crazy shit, man. Like, yeah, yeah. You could go back and buy them at the price it is right now then, hey, you didn't make no capital gains this year. Is that what you're saying? Right. They, they kind of yeah, wash correct. off the capital gains somehow. Yeah. I don't I, know. They get, they get into high-tech shit like that. Yeah. And my thing about doing that, um, this is my real big thing about doing that. Airbnb's little price, a little pricey right now. Like it's like, I think it's like one, it hit 150 today, and I think it, it, I, it came in at 164, right? So you immediately yeah. damn near doubled your money, but so now it's like 138, I think. It's 138, it came down bit. to 138. Yeah. yeah, see, that's why I was like, man, I'm about to go ahead and sell off. You know what I mean? I'm not about to sit around and wait. So uh, I, I, I probably wouldn't do that. Plus, I'm putting it back in my account, uh, I think. So Because remember, I only pulled my initial investment. So I don't think the capital gains wouldn't be that high because I left everything else in there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Give it to your CPA, man. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, though? Um, so, what made you so confident to go all in on 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 the on the shares, Airbnb shares? What made you so confident? Yeah. It's funny. I looked at it like this. When is the next time I'm gonna have access to a pre-IPO? That's a damn good question. That's a damn good. You know, question. and it's funny because the day before. Uh, my dad called me because I, I told him I had access. And I told my mom, my mom, but my dad called me. He's like, you, you got pre-access? I'm like, yeah. He goes, man, he goes, that that don't come very often, man. He goes, you might want to just go ahead and take advantage. And I, I wasn't really going to take advantage. And I was, I just thought about it like that. I'm like, and plus I've been reading this book. Uh, what book did I just get to reading? Um, I, I'm reading the Burr book. And sometimes you got to take a risk, man. You got to be comfortable. These books I've been reading this year, you got to be comfortable taking risks. You know, it, it, there's the difference between risky and a risk. Risky, you ain't done much research on it, so it's risky. You risk, you understand the percussions of it. You know what I mean? You have backups in place, you know. Um, but, yeah, I was like, man, I probably ain't going to have no access to no pre-IPO again. I might, you know, in the future, but you got to take advantage, so. You, you know what it reminded me of? Um, you know Sam Adams' beer? Yeah. 
Yeah. Long, uh, long story short on that, I, I listen to, I like to, to listen to that show, How You Built This. It's like a channel, a K-E-R-A, whatever. It's a, yeah. it, it, educational. It shows how these, be- these people build their, built their businesses, you know, and the bootstrap things. And, and they show that guy's story, the Sam Adams um, founder. And he, um, he started off and just, you know, making beer out of his garage kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And then it started like, put you know just <laughs> sweat equity go into the bars and try to sell his beers right yeah and then he started getting big orders so he's like oh shit now i gotta go get a warehouse to make these beers and then you know it just it just did it like that you know because mm-hmm. like you signed up a bunch of he, he couldn't sell you know he didn't have any beer to sell but he just found a way to do it you know what i'm saying just kept growing and growing made some badass beer and um anyways he he became like a, this this huge fucking um one of the the first giant you know micro brew beers you know or craft yeah. brew he was like one of the first now there's so many craft brews but he was one of the first and then that, that that became really big and one and so when it came time to start talking to the banks and doing the ipo thing and this and that he said hey he wants to he wants to treat his his hardcore fans you know the mm-hmm. people that that buy enjoy and enjoy his beer that has supported him from the beginning and so he did the same thing like like i that uh, airbnb did what he did, if you bought a case of, of Sam Adams beer, it came with like a like a coupon kind of thing yeah. where you could use you call in or you, you could buy a certain amount of shares before it IPO. It kind of reminded me of the Airbnb thing mm-hmm. and, and you could get it at the pre IPO price. You know, he said the bankers were freaking against it because he goes what IPOs are because he's trying to explain it a little. I still, you know, whatever it's stocks. It's a little bit complicated but he's saying that it's really a, a payday for the banks you know because mm. they because they're allowed to buy they're, they they get to freak it's like they're printing money because they're allowed to buy at these pre-ipo prices mm-hmm. and then the public gets a hold of it and then it shoots through the roof and they're able to sell before anybody else can sell it's like it's a, it's a yeah. train robbery anyways but they were all against it no 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 you know you, messing up our game kind of thing and he's like no no these, these are my true hardcores i'm gonna treat them and they're gonna be able to and so he he let people buy a certain amount of shares. I don't know, twenty five hundred shares at whatever price. I mean, you didn't have to, but it just yeah. gave he gave his hardcore fans the That's opportunity. Smart. And so, props to Airbnb for doing the same. You know, to, yeah. to actually to the hosts. You know, That's about time, news. huh? <laughs> about time, huh? I don't know, man. And then and then I kind of have this feeling like, okay, Airbnb did this. What, what do you think next in store? Like uh, I was, I was in a bunch, I joined a bunch of the Airbnb investment groups, like the EIPO groups and people's thoughts and opinions. I've seen a bunch of different opinions. Um, a lot of people do think it's going to drop. I think it's going to drop. Um, I mean, think Uber is like at $52. DoorDash came in making a killing too. DoorDash is like, DoorDash came in like what, 140, 180, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I kind of looked at like, what do you think is next? And a lot of people are thinking Airbnb might go the Uber route. Like who's, what's our biggest liability? Is it the hosts? You know what I mean? Cause they are buying hotels, you know? So it was real interesting to see like what people thought, but I was like, as long as I got my money out of it, you know, I'm, I'm chilling and I'm, I'm going hard for direct booking. So it, it's interesting to see. As, as being, as looking at it like a little optimistically, mm-hmm. they just, they just, God, they just brought on so much cash to their company yeah. and through this IPO, I mean, billions. So they, I think if I'm, like I said, I'm looking at it optimistically, they have a, they have a big giant war chest to go kind of 
you know, money is influence and go talk to these talk to these big cities and say, hey, you know, let us let us coexist mm-hmm. here. So they have more of a war chest to go talk to and to, to pad the right pockets in this because money talks, you know, you okay. can't just yeah, Airbnb hadn't really been out there paying a lot of money trying to help us stay in business, but they might go to these big cities and have some more clout now because they're fucking they got billions of dollars and they need to do something with it. And that that'll help their business too. Because if you keep, you know, LA and Chicago and Dallas and and whatever and new york airbnb and that's a lot of rest that's a lot of revenue yeah because they, they uh what they're bigger than uh what they're bigger than uh hilton right now right with that with that ipo right i think they said something like yeah with this ipo they're more valuable than hilton marriott and they named someone i don't know holiday Inn or somebody combined and i'm like oh, okay that's a little that sounds i mean at the same time i mean it sounds crazy but at the same time the fucking hotels are bleeding money so they're, they're i sold my hilton to buy them but go ahead oh that's irony right there I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's beautiful so yeah like i said they're 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 really hurting right now so like if if everything was in full swing and they're kicking ass i don't think you know airbnb would be more valuable than all of them put together but yeah this the covid really kicked their asses and so they've lost a lot of their value see and and, and See, and that's my thing why I think COVID could possibly play an effect in court. Because I think quarter one, 2021, you have a lot of stuff coming. You have a new president. You have the vaccine. And people are getting iffy about that. Um, California just shut down travel ba- travels again. Um, Pennsylvania is getting a little uh, finicky about travel. So it's like and then I heard, and then I talked to uh, Alvin. He was like, yeah, and also you have to realize uh, Europe, Europe is still offline. So it's like, I don't know. You know, it, I could see Airbnb dropping. That's how I kind of look at it. Because quarter one, I think by quarter one, if they make it strong through quarter one, then quarter two I would buy. Heavy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick, man. And to me, it's it's a bit of a gamble, right? How can you predict the future, right? You can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but you took a chance. You took a chance, and it paid off. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. A lot of guy, a lot of people did. A lot of people you saw on those on the, on the Airbnb sites are like, I've never even bought a stock before, but I went ahead and did this, you know. And well, I hope it doesn't breed like a, a false sense of security for them that oh, I'm a bad stock motherfucker, and then go out and start trying to do it again, and they'll get their asses. I hope anybody listening who don't do stuff, because I don't do stocks. I, I honestly, I do, I buy on dips and that's about it. Like I really got heavy in stocks during COVID because I under, and I only buy what I understand. If I don't understand it, I don't really touch it. I bought a bunch of uh, vaccine stocks. I bought a bunch of COVID, like COVID vaccine stocks and travel stocks while it was down. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Steve. Yeah, don't, don't, don't let that one go to your head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> It is. Yeah, don't, to like, like double your money in 24 hours. That ain't, yeah, this ain't, that ain't normal. Don't act like you're the wolf of Wall Street now. And shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm very lightweight on stocks. I'm, Steve, I know you're real big on them. I'm very lightweight on stocks. Man. That's one well, thing. Well, I just like, you know, um, like I said, index funds and then just 401k. And yeah, I mean, if you just keep your money rolling and stuff like that, you, you do yeah. all right. You'll, you can't lose, yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna try to be a stock picker, good luck, man. That's it's a rough world. It's predicting the future, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what I was saying. Going back to just buy what you know, you know, uh, and just kind of sit on. Like I, I buy stock on a long term play. 
that's why I had the money to just pull it out because I had stocks and long-term play that had built up for me. Now mm-hmm. I can pull it out and go do something else with it, you know? So now, now on that risk you took Yeah. now, okay. You were able to buy a 68. What would happen? I mean, were you comfortable with it? What happened if it would have did the, the Facebook thing? Remember when they came out and they just mm-hmm. kept dropping and dropping and dropping with, I mean, you were comfortable taking that risk. Remember, I could, I, I, I had time, a little time to transfer the funds. Man, I feel like I shouldn't be saying this. It's like some Martha Stewart type shit. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll just end it right there. He did everything. He did everything correctly and legally. <laughs> and you got and you got paid. Yeah, that's. We'll uh, talk after the show. Yeah, we'll talk after the show. <laughs> oh man, so. Oh man, yeah. So. So you okay? So you got your your units up and uh, getting together in Houston, huh? Yeah, I'm actually headed to Houston either after this show or in the morning. Um, I'm not. I'm not done yet. We um we got a few logistic things. We got logistic things that we got to get taken care of. Me and my crew. Um, the, but the the designs looking beautiful. Shout out to uh, Sarah and Becca. Shout out to them for handling that design for me. Um, that's looking good. And then hopefully we can get them up by the third by Sunday. Mm. Get the pictures up. Get them ro- moving by Sunday. Um, I can go ahead and get everything. I got everything onboarded. I just have to finish the descriptions after the description. Hey, do you do your own descriptions or Sarah does? I do the descriptions. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So once I get this descriptions done, upload them and go. Yeah, but I'm waiting for my remote locks to come in. And uh, that's when we're going to put the remote locks on all the doors. And now, now do, you, do you still do the thing you taught me a long time ago where you – you already put them on Airbnb before they're even ready. Do you still do that or no? I have. They're on there now, but I didn't do the coming soon because oh, I okay. wasn't sure when these things are going to be ready, and I didn't want to shoot myself in the foot. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. like I used to do that on my own timetable. When I owned the timetable, I would do that. Right, right. When you were setting everything up. Yeah. But now <laughs> I'm just kind of holding off. Um, and plus, I got everything listed, ready to go, and then, and, and I'm not tripping because. If it's ready before Christmas in Houston, we straight five of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's that um, you know, very democratic mayor going on over there, like loves to shut things down. So I mean, that's Where? the only in Houston. Yeah, they ain't went through no shutdowns, man. Well, she's tried to shut down a lot of stuff yeah, before. I think I think, I think they override it, you know. Yeah, H Town, like they <laughs> damn, they. Man. <laughs> They also got a lot of COVID cases down there. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, eight was, down, like, You know, I told you, I told you how I, you know, we talked about in the last show how I had um, COVID, how I got COVID. Yeah. And um, and it really didn't. It, I didn't get too sick from it or nothing. Thank God. My wife got a little bit sick, but not. It was. It was. It was nothing. It wasn't the flu. You know, like the regular flu that knocks you on your ass for a week. You're fucked, right? Yeah. This thing wasn't. I mean, I know it affects different people differently and stuff like that. And we always get, you know, we'll have to tread lightly when we talk about COVID because it, it, it triggers so many people, right? But I was talking to another buddy today at work. I was, I was walking by him and he, and he had tested, older guy, he's like, you know, probably around uh, 55 or so. And he told me, and, and I, I said, hey, John, or, or whatever his name was. <laughs> John, John Donaire, there's a million Johns, whatever, and, as the hosts say. And then... <laughs> And then um, I said, hey, man, um, so you had it too, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, we just started talking about it. He said, apart from like, just like uh, maybe like a day, he felt like a little 
you know, felt a little crappy for like a day. He said after that, he felt perfectly fine. It didn't affect him hardly. You know, he went and did as a precaution, the test, and they found out he's positive. But then, you know, he didn't lose his, even lose his taste and smell. So he was like, didn't even hurt him very much. And he looked like kind of, if you looked at him, you're like, oh, you might have a little bit of risk going on, you know, but anyways, and, and so, yeah, we, we started talking about it. I said, man, it didn't really hit me that hard either. My wife got a little sick. That was it. You know, taste and smell thing is weird. But other than that, man, it's like, I was like, I, I know it's one thing to, to talk about it when seeing, you know, thinking the media is blowing everything like out of proportion and crazy. It's another thing when you've had it and you're like, that wasn't too bad. And actually it was, I would definitely rather had COVID than the real flu because the real flu would have kicked my ass for a week. And, and then we started talking, do you, you know, do you think the media blows it out of proportion? I asked him and he's like, Matt, he goes, I really do. You know, if you look at it, just follow the money, you know, follow that, that big, you remember that payout, the $1,200 payout, you know, that, that thing that they signed into law look at all the other stuff that was in there, you know, it was paying, it was paying people, uh, hospitals to say pretty, you know, if it's a COVID case, you get 10 grand or whatever the hell the money was. So they're marking every sickness, every death up as COVID, you know, if they he said, if they wouldn't have put that in there, they probably had a lot less cases and a lot less COVID deaths. But, you know, like I said, we have to tread lightly because someone's going to that listen to the show. My, you know, my family member, blah, 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 you know, I, I feel bad for that, but, I'm just saying, I, I've been through it. There's guys at work that I know that have been through it. Old guys that look like they've been at risk, been through it. And uh, yeah, I ain't terrified of it. And I know there's always motives with the media and there's motives with politicians and whatever, but you know, just, uh, yeah, don't fear it too much. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I mean, COVID was a play to get 45 out of office. Next subject. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> saying that, saying yeah, it's dangerous and all, but the, how the media projected it, yeah. You know what? It's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. I would, I would be joining you, but uh, <laughs> oh, you got to drive. drive. Speaking of Friday, man, rest in peace to Tiny Lister. Oh uh, man, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Tiny rest Zeus Lister. Yeah. Rest he, in um, peace, Debo. What you got on my forty? Yeah, man, that's sad stuff, man. Him, and, we lost him and John Witherspoon not too far apart. The pops mm-hmm. on Friday, so yeah, it's crazy with with pops because I heard him. I guess it was last year on on Joe Rogan podcast, and it's like, really? oh shit, pops is yeah, he's funny as hell. And then like it was like a month or two later, he was gone. I was like, God dang, he was out. He was still out there traveling. He yeah. was out there. I even brought him up on the show, and he out there traveling, doing comedy everywhere. And he said, and Joe Rogan, what keeps you going, man? What keeps you going? He goes, the money. You know, yeah. he was just like the money. He's like, I love it. I love holding it after the show. I love. It. He's talking, but. <laughs> You know, he, he yeah, I went to see him live. Me and Mahogany went to see him live before. He was funny, <laughs> dude, man. But Did he have the mushroom belt, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he passed, so yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, rest in peace to them. And uh, see. See, life is short, right? I mean, I mean, he he enjoyed doing what he did all the way to the end. You know, he's out there making people laugh and having a good time and getting paid and just yeah, loving life. There you go, yeah. Salut. Um, oh, but I was gonna ask you about. Your yeah. third unit, is it done or on the way? It just got finished last night. Woo! You ready? You in there. <laughs> okay. Uh, professional picks coming tomorrow. Okay. No, so, no, and I guess my question is this. 
how many units do you want to pick up in 2021 or you done? Or? I will answer that by saying uh, some breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, we all know Federico, fan of the show, friend of the show. Big Fetty. Yeah, Big Fetty. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 kicking ba- he's kicking ass for you, right? He's doing good sure. for you. And, um, and we've been talking a long time. You know, he's always wanted to get into the game. I was like, and so we've been having conversations. It's like, you know what? I said, why don't you just get into the game with me? And so automatically you tell Fed is something and he, you get like 20 spreadsheets of how we could like start maximizing our money. You know how he is. Oh. He's, a, he's a wolf of Wall Street. Dude, he's a, a wolf beast. Of- I'm happy you brought that up. <laughs> Go ahead. So I was like, man, you know what? I said, I know I sure as hell ain't going to use, um, uh, well, you know. The other place. The other place. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking of self-managing and of that headache. I was like, you know what? He said, if we're going to do this, let's do this, man. Do you want to get units too? He's like, yeah, I want to get units too. So why don't we just partner on these units? You know, you can run them and we can start a little business and I could be, you know, since I'm over here, I could be, you know, acquisitions. I could be out there hunting them down and getting us units and you could be running them for me and you can be. Uh, and so we started a company and we came up with a name and it's called Argus Rentals. Nice. Argist for Argentina and Estados Unidos is what you call United States and other, you know, in other yeah. countries, they call us Estados Unidos. Argist. Argist Rentals. I like what y'all doing. I'm happy yeah. Fetty's on board because I have a question for y'all now. Now that goes back to my question. How right. many units y'all want to pick up in 2021? Now, the sky is the limit. And man, I mean. I need a goal. I need a, you need a goal. Okay. You need a goal. Let's say 50. You want to pick up 50? Let's say 50, yeah. All right, I'm adding you to my list. We'll talk <laughs> after the show. Oh, shit. Oh, yes, sir. You, you give me a list number, I, I, I'll work with you. We, we'll, we'll, get that, we'll get you 50. Um, okay. And, okay, yeah. another, another uh, well, part of the business is we're going to do, we want to be able, we want to be managing for other people too. Not just owning and, and running our own. We want to also be uh, doing the management. So you want to manage for other people while building your own? Correct. I'll let you talk to a few of my people. Okay, cool. Because I have a guy who, he'll tell you how it is doing that. Um, and, and yeah. yeah. And I've, I have a few and people I'll let you talk to. Okay. And, and so that's what, yeah, that's the big thing. That's the big thing right there. Because I've heard there's, there's people that kind of do a mix of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'll let and you. There's a, so I, I guess I'll say this. How many do you want to be your own and how many do you want to manage? Like a percentage? Yeah. Like, let's say of the 50, how many of those you want to be where you arbitraging and how many do you want to be where you manage them? Man, that's a really good question. And um, see, that's what we're, I was starting with Fede. We were talking about, you know. You got to get Fede on a podcast. Go ahead, though. Yeah, we got to get Fede on here. And so, like, like, we're getting this one of Worth together. We're going, we're going partners on it. You know, the one sure. I've been getting, we're going to partner on that one. And possibly another one in the same place. So, we'll already start off with two. And that's, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's a beast, right? But he's practical, too. He's like, he wants to, like, he wants to t- learn every freaking thing about, you know, managing these things as he can, you know? And so, I was like, well, these would be the perfect testing ground. And we'll see, you know, how that goes and how we could start onboarding people and start running theirs for them. Right. And then, and then, and then also using, he said, 
he, you know, if it's a 50, 50 partner, you know, relationship, he just keep using, he said, use all my money, just keep rolling it back in and getting more units, getting more business. Boom, boom, boom. I don't care. You know, he's, I was like, okay, so we got to, and we were going to have a, we're going to have a talk tonight about how we're going to do all this. So yeah, I'm interested in what your, what you or your friend's thoughts is, is about doing kind of doing both trying to juggle in both. Yeah. It's, I would say this, make sure you have a manager. If Federico manages it, make sure I would tell Fetty, get your team ready. Because if you're going to manage and you're going to have your own, you might run into conflict because the ones you manage, they're going to bring money, but they ain't going to bring in. It's kind of like what Maria said. Me and Maria had a conversation and she was like, if I manage this amount for this much, my motivate my motivation starts to go down depending on what it is. You know what I mean? So if you're managing for 15%, but you also got your arbitrage units over here, how motivated you are you to make sure those ones you're managing are getting that same love and same, same, you know what I mean? Um, I see what you're saying. Cause like the, the, the people that run mine right now, you know, yeah. they, the the owners founders whatever they also have their own units too so it is yeah yeah, yeah. And they, but they're they're trying to create systems but they don't have the system there to maintain your units that's what i was telling y'all i would tell y'all if y'all want to do it make sure y'all have the systems in place get ready I, and then let me actually i'm going to touch on that remember when you start getting into stuff like that where you want 50 doors and you want 60 doors you're now buying people's systems you know what i mean you're hiring managers so you can use their systems. Federico is very systematic with what he does for me. I'm buying his system. He has a system of customer service and he's good at it. And he has a system of creating spreadsheets. He, he's very systematized. That's why it's good to have him as a partner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would just say, make sure he has a system because, because <laughs> 50 doors, you just got to have a system. Make sure your system's there. And I, I think y'all going to do great because Federico, dudes, he's, he's off the chain. I, I like it. every now and then he's like, he likes to give me examples. He goes, all right. He shows me like a, like an example that pops up at one of your um, timeshares. He goes at a, a disgruntled guest or whatever says something. He's like, okay, mm -hmm. how do you think this ended up with the reviews? I was like, Hmm, they look pretty, they look pretty upset. Uh, maybe you got four, three, four stars. He's like, and he shows me the review glowing five-star review. He yeah. goes, the communication was off the charge. Federico, boom, boom, boom. He's like, he's all, I was like, you see, hey, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. And he knows. And then like, if he doesn't know, he'll like come to me and we'll, we'll have a quick powwow about it. And I'll be like, okay, this and that. See, cause we see it from the same lens, but he takes a different path to get them to the five star. That's really mm. what it is. He knows which path to take to get them there. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, if you're trying to get 50, because I'm trying to get 15 more, I need five, For 15 how, more. And how, how much time? Uh, I need five more by the end of June. Okay. I'm picking five up a quarter. Nice, nice, nice. So I don't know if I'm going to, nah, we'll talk after the show about so, the leverage. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, tell me about the leverage. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I guess, I guess a big part of like looking at it being a management, you know, being a management company, of course, is the systems and, and, and Fed is good about setting up the systems and stuff. But like, it seems like um, you don't need a bunch of money to start being able to manage other people's units, right? You just need your time. You're doing using your time to manage their stuff. 
less less than 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 starting like say I'm gonna go get fifty units. That's now hear me out. I know I know you're gonna you're gonna come with not maybe you can do it like this, but like I'm gonna go fifty units today and it's gonna cost me five thousand a unit to to furnish and get one started, right? That's a lot mm-hmm. of fucking money. Whereas I could like manage fifty units and I don't have to put any of my own money. They already they set it up and everything like that and we just manage it. Of course we get paid a lot less, but that's what I was looking at it as Yeah, but you the main thing though, that remember they're paying you for your system. Because your system is what's going to keep it rolling. But that's all I'm saying. Like when you get into management, managing, I'll also let you talk to Josh. Josh will tell you, managing ain't as easy as people make it seem. Because you have to have boots on the ground. Something goes wrong. Who do I call? Uh, For all my arbitrages I used to have in Dallas, I made a spreadsheet of every person I needed if something goes wrong. Mm. But the best thing about arbitraging now, if you manage arbitrage units, the best thing is, the management companies on on site. So hey, you just put in a maintenance request. Now, if you're starting to manage people's houses, it's a little bit tedious because you got to have the plumber, the handyman, the the ah uh, yeah yeah yeah. You know That's... what I mean? There's certain things that can go wrong. AC goes out. You got an HVAC guy on deck. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, I would say the systems might be easier to manage a arbitrage like an arbitrage in a complex or something like that but i do say this about complexes there's a lot of logistics i forgot about like getting in and out of the complex the codes to get in and out then when you're at the door you know but yeah it's definitely system based and also now i'm going to break your goal down a little bit further because you said you're doing 50 you want 50 in 2021 (laughs) you're picking up 12 doors a quarter okay okay what's your goal on picking up 12 doors a quarter that's why I want to talk to you. Okay. Because <laughs> you made me choose a number. I thought ah, 50 sounds good. Okay. I want to. All right. How does somebody who doesn't have a lot of disposable income pick up big swaths of units at the same time? <laughs> All right. So you want 12 a quarter, right? To get to 50, I would need. Well, shit, that's like 140, that's 140, oh, a quarter, oh, yeah, I thought you were 12 a month, yeah, 12 a quarter, you're right, you're right. 12 in every three months, so that means you're picking up about what? Four a month. Four a month. Right. Okay, so, have you been running everything through an LLC? No. Shit. I need to do, yeah, we're we're, we're looking, that's what I was asking you the other day, about the LLC thing, LLC thing. Okay, so you, you, so your capital is going to be personal capital. Right. So I would say at this moment, you're you're out of the house buying game. If I'm gonna go into this, yes, yeah, I, you, I, you yeah. have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, you're out of the house buying game. So what I would tell you to do, get on places like Nerd Wallet, Wallet Hub. Um, if you've been running transactions through PayPal, get with PayPal Capital. Get with uh, like people like Wallet Hub. Find zero percent APRs that you can find for 12 months don't get them all at one time i'll get one because remember it takes like seven seven to 14 days to get a credit card get one get your first units up and running with that remember everything's on zero percent apr but make sure you pay it off in 12 months um and then just kind of do it again like when you need more capital get another one at zero percent apr make sure you're keeping track of them so you can get them paid off in a year that's pretty much your furniture costs or whatever and once your okay. furniture's paid off, that year two is going to be a big bump. So if you're planning on doing four a month, 
you, you need to calculate how much capital you need. And what I would tell you, like what we, what I did, um, I needed a credit card. I, I needed some real quick capital at 0% APR. I went and got another credit card with Chase. And then I took the money that I had on and they only gave me 17,000, right? So I was like, well, damn, I need more capital. So I took the capital from one credit card that I already had and put it on the other, on the 0% APR cap credit card. And uh, now that now all the capital from over there now comes over here at a 0% APR. Mm, yeah, okay. so you got to, but you have to make up your mind right now. You're done buying houses. Can't do both. You can. Like I'm doing both, but mm. you have to be set up in an entity certain way. Like me, I'm doing both because I have business credit and I have my personal credit. So I've separated myself from my, my personal, my business side and my personal side. So right now I'll kind of use my perfect example. <clears throat> I'm buying houses. Like as a matter of fact, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you guys about this house. I'm about to, I'm looking at buying now. I'm buying houses through my personal name. When they run my credit, all the arbitrage stuff I got going on, they don't see it because it's all business credit, business capital. They don't see it. It doesn't show up in my credit report. Nice. Um, so I'm still able to buy will and deal in the house buying game and do my arbitrage thing. Cause I'm not using any of my personal money on the arbitrage stuff. Okay. All right. All right. Starter kit for using business credit or getting and using business credit. What's the starter kit? I need to go open up a business banking account. No, you start your LLC. Okay. Start the, okay. I, I, I was asking you about the other day. So start the L, L, R just Reynolds yeah. LLC, go on there and get the bare bones one from legal zoom. And that's fine. Yeah. And yeah, get a bare bones one, but remember this is going to be strictly business for your arbitrages. So what I would plan on turning it into an escort, that's what I would say. It's not talk to a CPA, people listening, talk to a CPA, but I would say plan on turning it into an escort, get the, the business bank account going. Most business bank accounts, as soon as you open that bank account, they're going to give you a business credit card. Now, what that business credit card is, they're going to make you personally guarantee it. You're going to be a personal guarantor on it. Okay. Okay. They, I don't know how much they're going to give you. Um, like, oh, I'll say this with Mahogany's business. They gave us 25,000 in business, a business credit card. Nice. But on the flip side, that $25,000 came because we have a working relationship with them. We have one mortgage with them and we run our LLC, our other business, our uh, share B&B business through there. So we're reliable. We have a business uh, relationship. Now, on that note, should I, I have four houses of Wells Fargo? Could I, should I go through them? Yeah, that'd be a good bet. They okay, might give cool. you more. Because they'd be like, oh, we got collateral with them. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so Wells Fargo might A lot be of equity, a lot of, a lot of collateral. Yeah, and also on that business bank account, make sure you and Federico are putting all your payment transactions through it. File taxes on that LLC or that tax entity for two years. After that two-year mark, that's when they're going to start giving you the full shebang. Hey, Steve, you, you've uh, shown a profit for the last two years on your business. We'll give you a $60,000 line of credit. Mm. Now, you, if you're still out of the – what you could do like I did, I'm like, oh, I can get 60, 50K line of credit, business line of credit, not in my name. I can go buy a house and I can – uh, rehab it with that and they don't see it and they just think the house is on free and clear and nothing's on my credit. That's what I did. But you can use that to grow your arbitrage business as well. 
So business credit is the name of the game. Yes, sir. Business credit is the name of the game. That's what take take you to the next level. Yeah. And it offers protections too, because I don't know, let's say something goes wrong, another freaking disease hits and then everybody goes bankrupt. You just bankrupt the business, right? You don't need to do any of that. You're cutting leases. You're arbitraging. That's if you have assets in the in the LLC. You're not doing any of that. Your your LLC is tied to a piece of paper. That's it. That's when you start putting hard assets in LLCs. That's when you start getting into bankruptcy, bankruptcy and all stuff. That. Okay, so if it's just leases, like you said, just go cut the leases. And Put in um, lease protections. Go ahead. And okay. That's that's a big thing too. So like those 10 that you got in Houston, you put in a buttload of lease protections. We got lease protections. I didn't remember. I didn't run these deals. I, I came in as a partner I, I, per se. Yeah. Um, but we have a, the who I came in with, they already have a working relationship with these units. Um, if anything goes wrong, yes, we can. I think we have 90 days to cut the lease. I have to actually look further into that. But these the best thing about these units I'm having, I'm going real direct booking heavy. So I'm kind of playing it at a little bit of a risk. Oh, I see. I'm marketing my direct booking really heavy. I'm building my brand with these five, with these 10. So that's a risk. A, a little bit. But you're still using Airbnb too. Yeah, I'm using it. But it's, as soon as they come into my place, they're going to see a mat, a doormat says, welcome to share Airbnb. They walk in, we have share BNB pillows, we have share BNB mugs. When they log into the Wi-Fi, they get share BNB. And they put their email information in that goes to our MailChimp and our slick text. Yeah, I think Norman was talking about that. He put an Airbnb on everything, including condoms. <laughs> share B- <laughs> <Your third. laughs> We do it, gotta do it all. So. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so then you and you got the stay fi in all your units, right? Or you just need one stay fi and it works for all of them, or you need several? Uh, I did five in every one of them because I wanted to hit every single place, every single point in there. I want people who ain't staying with me to book to get on it. Oh, nice, 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 yeah. nice. So, all right, so so by doing ten at a time, and and you're so you get better deals on the setups too, I would imagine. Yes, sir. That's the best part. You get better deals on the rent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can, you, can you give me an example, like how much it was going to be and how much you got it at? So we got a two bedroom at 1300, the price of which you would normally see a one bedroom and the one bedrooms we got, we ain't, I think the highest one we're paying is like 1130 compared oh, to nice. what they usually, I think the shoes, I think that one bedroom might've been like, we see that in Dallas, it's probably 1300. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah so we kind of we we try to aim we kind of took sean's strategy um uh negotiate to where you're 15 percent below market rent but you only do that if if you're coming in with massive doors that's why i asked you how many doors do you want oh okay because okay. uh if you if y'all doing for a month man y'all y'all have a busy january coming up <laughs> hey man I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, you're, where, where are you? Where are you trying to pick them up at? Man, I really like Fort Worth. I really like Fort Worth. Uh, you had talked about it before. How you felt Dallas was pretty saturated, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not afraid of Dallas. I mean, if some sc- screaming good deal comes up, because they're building freaking condos like crazy over there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like they haven't even stopped 
when COVID hit, they're still building like crazy. So there's going to be a lot of places that need people to rent them, right? Yeah. You might get some good, good ass deals in Dallas, but huh? that's a fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Fort Worth too, they're building them like crazy. So there's going to be some opportunities coming up. Yeah, and I, I just I think the, the the main thing right now is okay. Is the the deal? You have to work out a good deal. That's really what it is right now. Work out a good deal. The art of the deal. Yeah. So you're looking at Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Hey man, I mean I'm down for Houston too. Yeah. That's where you think it's a good place to invest. Houston, man, I honestly think Texas is the arbitrage market. Straight up, it's a it's a good arbitrage market. Everybody's coming here, man. That's the thing. Everybody's coming here, and even if they don't come here to try, uh, you know, just to travel, they're gonna like, people are moving here, and they're gonna want a spot to stay until their house gets built, right? These these rich Californians and rich New Yorkers. <laughs> I'm happy you brought that up because I got to text my realtor back because my house is for sale, and uh, I think she sent something to me earlier. Your condo, right? Or your yeah. Yeah, you can go ahead. But yeah, so yeah, the funny thing, uh, really, what that really led me into is yeah, because I'm selling everything in Texas. The only thing I'm keeping in Texas is my primary, just due to taxes. And once I get that 1031 exchange, I'll have another one that I'm another property I'll pick up. So I'm gonna pick up three properties that I own and 15 doors that I'm arbitraging. So a total of 18 now. So. Nice, I'm nice. putting it all, man. If you put it all in timetable, you can do it, man. You can pick up for next month. You've got to okay. know where you want. And uh, uh, one thing I will say, man, make sure you use the power of your circle. Use your circle. Um, and let me kind of give an example of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm uh, in the middle of the refinance stage and then I'm also selling. So I'm, I'm looking for two properties right now. I'm looking for a burr and I'm looking for a um, uh, move-in ready property. And the, I had a burr. It was right across the street from the one I just finished, but I couldn't find the damn owner. Reached mm. out to someone in my circle. They found the damn owner and I talked to him today and I got it. I know where I got to go next to get the property. So Love it. use your circle, man. Use everybody in your circle. If you plan on picking up that many units, um, I have connections I can put you in touch with. Yes, um, please. Yeah. Yeah. I got connections, but yeah, 12, man, I can, I can, I could. I could show you some things, but look, look, I'll say this. This is my gem. I'm going to give to the, uh, to the podcast. If you want to pick up units in bulk, you either want to get an entire complex between six or more units while it's being built. So you can get every single door and have control, or you go up to a big apartment complex and tell them, let's say you wanted 50 doors, how many doors you want? You said you wanted 50 doors in total for yourself. Ask them, what their, ask them what their vacancy is. How many doors do you have available? Let's say they tell you they have 15 doors. You go and tell them, I want all 15. You can't take <laughs> on all 15. You got your partners. There you go. I love it. I and love it. you like, look, I got 15. I only need you saying you're doing four a month. I only need four. I need somebody to pick up these other 11, sign a contract with me that you're getting them from me. We all operate under my business name, whatever. And uh, we go yeah. there. I'm down to partner with you guys, with, with Share BNB and Cozy. Yeah, I'm down to start forming a conglomerate over here. 
that's how you do it. And then that's how you, that's how you get leverage. Cheers. Now y'all, <laughs> I usually don't drop those types of gems. Yeah. <laughs> 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 y'all lucky it's Friday. I hey, we're all, don't... we're all minorities. Let's get a big old fat minority loan, right? <laughs> minority business loan. Shit. You know? Uh, but yeah, I usually don't drop those types of gems, but yeah, if you want to get bulk units and at a good price, you got to go in and ask for massive doors and have partners behind you. All right. So who's the one walking in doing the talking with the apartment people? Whoever you, whoever's that, whoever, whoever strength that is. Okay. You find out whose strength that is and let them do it. Okay. My and strength, y'all, and, and you got to know your strength. My strength is, uh, my strength is systems. Okay. But in this deal, I don't have to use my systems, but I can give imp- like if they have, if the management has a question, I'll give them my systems. Like, yo, this is what I do. And then a lot of them are like, oh man, I'll do that. You know, so we can all bounce ideas off of each other and learn from each other. But know everybody's strength in your circle. Like what's your strength? What's yours? Like uh, I would say Federico's is systems as well. That dude can write up a spreadsheet. Hey, this is how this goes. This is how this goes. Hey, he, like he'll hit me up like, yeah, I'm taking these units off and I'm going to replace them with these. So he, he, he's, he's very system and he's very, he's organized organization. That's, that's his big strength. Yeah. I've seen his color coded spreadsheets, man. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's off the charts, man. Yeah. You got to know that that's the biggest thing is just knowing people's strengths and then knowing y'all weaknesses and so you can hire them out. Okay. Okay. For example, see, Cozy, Cozy Living, they're going to be running your units, right? Yeah, yeah, they're running them. They're they're managed. They're so they're a management company slash their acquisitions too, right? They're mm-hmm. you're getting their own units. Mm-hmm. So how's that working with them? Well, they they technically didn't sign on to manage. They're doing this for this one deal. Then we're doing a different. We have a a future play ahead. Oh, okay. So we have a management company that we have another third party we met we we partnered with. And they're gonna manage the rest. So it's okay. like because, but what we're doing is that third man that that management company has systems, and we'll just mm. use his system so we can focus on building capital and getting more units. Building capital is very important. Build capital even when you don't need it. When you don't think you need capital, be building it. Build the you war know? chest. Yeah. Yes, sir. Build it when you don't think you don't need it. When you think, hey, well, we're good right now. No, build it. You see some grants come across your screen, apply for them. Everything mm-hmm. you can think of, build the capital you need. That's great advice. And now, how about you've been the one to walk into apartment complexes talk, and talk to them. Mm-hmm. How, how, do you, how are you? I mean, I mean you, I'm sure you have some skills. You're, you're, you come across nice, as a nice guy. How, how do you get them to say yes? Um, I just pitch my pitch, but I, I'm not in that game no more. I used to, like when I used to, like the ones I had in Dallas, I just said, hey, we're a corporate housing company and we need, uh, we need X amount of doors in here. Uh, we have traveling nurses. Um, now it's a little bit easier for me. I say, here's my website. Here's my units that I currently have running. And we're coming to this area and we, had, we need units. And here's my LLC, all my information, my DBA, uh, credit checks, my business credit checks, P&L if you need it. And we go like, go like that. Okay. And you, you made brochures and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shout out no. to Noble Crawford. That's where I got that. Who's that? Noble. Oh, Noble. Noble. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I remember Noble on the show. Told you, man. You got to know everybody's strengths in your circle, man. 
<laughs> so where did, where did you get these brochures made? Is it Vista Print? Uh, Vista Print. Yeah, Vista, Vista Print. Yeah. Okay, cool. Shout out to Noble because, uh, yeah, shout out to Noble. Man, he, uh, like Kobe said, never reinvent the wheel. <laughs> so now, so now with, with the COVID going on, there's mm-hmm. like, um, I guess having sit downs is a little tricky, right? You still have sit downs with people like, you know, I'm going to go meet someone one-on-one and talk about this or is it all over the phone now? Oh, zoom over the phone. You can meet. Oh, oh, you mean the apartment? Well, I think my, my, my guy pulled it off over the phone, but he already had a relationship with these people. Oh, okay. Now the next walk in, I don't know how that's going to work. We might be over the phone. I mean, Hey, shit, schedule a damn zoom meeting. You know what I mean? But we'll, we'll, I don't know. That's something okay. I, I I'm not, that's something I'm not a part. Acquisition is not really something I'm a part of. Well, kind of, I do have an acquisition. Matter of, you sure you don't want to do Dallas? You got some. You got something for me? I got something cooking. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I, I got something cooking hot off the press. I, I got a. Uh, I got a connection. I'll say that has access to multiple properties, multiple doors. So yeah. Yeah, we'll talk after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it depends. Like I'm saying, it, it just. Uh, knowing people's strengths, knowing people's weaknesses, you know what I'm saying? And then going from there. All right. Like uh, one thing that I'm looking for, <laughs> anyone listening, uh, I need a, um, how would I say this? A, uh, we're looking for a, for like certain acquisitions. We're looking for someone blonde, blue eyed, maybe do some pitches for us so (laughs) if you fit the credentials hey call up sarah man she's cool there you go there you go you get what i'm saying uh, you know know, (laughs) we'll talk about everything on the show i always say that but you know um you've heard of the petroleum club in dallas right i mean there's a i think they're in all the big cities but it's a petroleum club in fort worth you heard of that yeah. And petroleum, meaning like the oil, where the oil money used to go and hang out and stuff and rub elbows and do deals and shit yeah. like that. It's a big old fucking sky rise over there in Dallas. Anyways, um, Sarah was telling me that she, you know, it, she said something like it costs like 100 and 100 something a month to join this petroleum club where you go in there. But the good thing is you get, she's saying you get the wine and dine, you get all, you know, fan, you know, badass food, you get badass drinks at COD, like wholesale costs while you're there hanging mm-hmm. out and chilling. Got the badass view of the city. But she said the best part of it is you're meeting, you're meeting people that are well, well healed, well connected. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, you know, she, I always thought the petroleum club was like something for old people, blah, 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 old, you know, to hang, you know, hang out. But it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money in the petroleum club. Mm-hmm. And so she and um and she's telling me that I mean that's how she came up across these deals in Fort Worth was meeting someone there, and then she's even right now she's freaking designing the damn penthouse skyrise over there like this multi million dollar place and just meeting people at the Petroleum Club and and I was thinking that's great for you. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> will they let me in the door there? <laughs> well, I have to go through the kitchen. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we might be out of place. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I gotta go through the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, Tyson might have changed a little bit, but you know, I just want it. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know. <laughs> but, 
my times might have changed. I don't know. But but um, like for example, she said the Bass family. You know, the ones that built mm-hmm. half of Fort Worth. They're, they hang out at the Petroleum Club. People like that. Millionaires and billionaires hang out there. So. So that might be a, a worthy thing to look into. But like I said, I don't know if we blend in too good, but it's cool. It's cool that she notices that, yeah, it's a hundred or something a month to pay to go to this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but what is the, what is she getting out of it? She's going to make thousands or hundred thousands in return, you know, just Straight by up. meeting people and networking is the, like the most important thing you can do in business. Straight up, man. It's the most important thing you can do. So yeah, that's episode 145 in a nutshell. <laughs> yes sir how to grab arbitrages uh business credit personal credit all that yeah man <laughs> i just got something funny i you know i ain't in charge of, of the units in dallas right now but some guy's mm-hmm. saying hey man is it cool if i shoot a video at your place <laughs> how much yeah well they said well you know as long as you're not too loud or partying no no don't worry don't worry it won't be too loud at least in dallas yeah, one of my spots in Dallas. I want to shoot a video, so uh, we'll see. I'll be I'll be out there looking to see where the video lands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's my sofa. <laughs> oh man, been on the site, man. <laughs> I know, right? Oh yeah, good point, man. <laughs> well, we are live, let thrive. This is what we do. You know, some of our best shows have come come from just like um, a guest not being able to make it, and then we just kind of wing it and then just hit record, yeah. and we just like loose and just hanging out and having fun, and we we spit a lot of knowledge, man. And so uh, I, I love doing the show. I'm glad we keep doing it. And then um, our just rentals. That's what's coming out of my pipeline. Arjustrentals.com. dot com, and go. then. Yeah, and then share BNBs kicking ass, and and we're getting our companies. Reach out to us if y'all might. You know, there's people out there that might want to partner on some deals. We're cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me up. You got some connects. I got connects. We can talk. Yeah, we'll freaking All get day. started. We'll get some units in freaking Boise, Idaho. I don't care anywhere. We definitely got a place there, but <laughs> we're not gonna be. <laughs> We'll have you better, hey, you better not have her face, uh, your, your uh, face on that place if you're in Boise, <laughs> Idaho. What? Uh, you know, it, like I say, we talk about everything on this show, right? <laughs> and when I was... Uh, go ahead, go ahead, funny, go ahead. It's funny. When I see the IG start popping and people putting stories about how they're building your units and my units and if our ancestors saw that, you know, us minorities are having... Um, white people work for us you know i just thought that's like kind of like wow how times have changed you know what i'm saying it's 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 i mean it's just a different world and that's cool and that's cool and then it's just like people complain about stuff but you just gotta go and and yeah you just gotta go and play it by ear man you just gotta go put yourself out there and and good things will happen i just think yeah it's just a, it's it's interesting to see how times have changed. Yeah, that's definitely true. Times have changed, and um, yeah, we we get crazy on this show, but you know that's how we are. That's how, that's how people like us. You see our reviews, yeah, they keep it real. They keep it real. Yeah, we we don't bullshit. We just <laughs> we say what we feel. We keep it real. Hey, that should be a T-shirt of ours, right? We Let say what we try. feel and keep it real. <laughs> T-shirts coming. <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, Steve, we got to get you these 12 and a half units for first quarter. Federico would love to hear that, man. He'll love to hear that. Let's oh, we got to hop on the call, man. We, I got to know your goals. You know mine. We, we, we do it. 
Well, fuck. Let's do it, man. Let's yeah, do it. definitely. I'll, I'll schedule it. it. We can set something up, man. All right. Well, you can find us at livethatthrive.com. Live that, send us an email, livethatthrive at gmail.com. Hit us up. Call our numbers. We've got all the numbers on there on the thing. Yes, um, check out rjustrentals.com. You know, so, uh, Federico's uh, wife is the graphic designer. If you need a badass website. What? Yeah, you there you go. That? There you go. She's a graphic designer, and she's a bad mother, mother lover. Look at, look at her. Just look at that website, and you're like, okay, she knows what she's doing. Oh, see, now Fetty's getting a call tonight, man. <laughs> call him up. <laughs> It's, yeah man it's your circle grow the circle man straight up all right so um yeah great show great show man yeah catch us at live let thrive.com send us the email live let thrive at gmail.com hit us up on ig we always on ig real heavy um yeah hit us up man and thank y'all for continuing to listen to us uh episode 145 man we steady moving it's real cool to be able to keep on doing this man like how long we've been doing this three years two years like three, three years. years. I think three years. Yeah. Yeah, man. Before, before cool. my baby was born. Yeah. We oh, started before man. my baby. She's already three years old. Yeah. So three years. Wow. That's cool, man. So, yeah. Definitely cool, man. Definitely cool. Y'all. Thank y'all for continuing to listen to us, man. Yeah. Live that thrive. We are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.